0: the pistol. Now Collins stands next to him in the shotgun. Lewerke asked for it and now has it. Lewerke will throw across the middle.
1: Got it complete. Cody waits behind the Wat He dives. Touchdown Michigan State. He split the
2: defenders and the Spartans strike first in Ann Arbor. This is Spartan
0: Red Zone. Your source for the best MSU and college football analysis, picks,
3: banter, and anything else going on in the college football world. Here's your host,
1: Ryan Collins.
3: Welcome back into SRZ, Ryan Collins, alongside Eric Bach, Joseph Dandron, and Nathan Stearns. Masters week, guys. It's not as, it's not the spring, you don't want the crisp air, it's not right after the final four, but it still feels good.
0: The the fall foliage at Augusta National is an, an unprecedented sight, and it is a welcome one. I mean, how, I get, I, how often did you think that there's going to be the Masters and football at the same
3: time? Yeah, I, I think the, I mean, the dream scenario is that we're going to get a bunch of SEC football, and that the Masters would happen. But there's not going to be a lot of SEC football due to COVID. But I, I love golf. I love the Masters. It's not the same. I, I it it's it just it doesn't have the same juice it does in November, but I'll take any sports I can get.
2: I love it. I love it. I've I've really gotten into watching, especially once golf was kind of one of the only sports to come back pretty early on during the pandemic. I got pretty into like I would just watch these random tournaments. So I've actually kind of gotten more into it. And I mean, I was up early today. I'm kind of ticked about the rain delay because I got oh. up at seven thirty trying to watch those first tee times on the I got up to watch T-Dub
3: and watch T dub and Found out it was delayed immediately, which was disappointing. So, unfortunately, I just had to go to class instead of watching the Masters. I didn't go to class.
2: I still skipped my class. but
3: (laughs) Nathan Stearns, how are we doing today?
1: Doing good. Doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. Did you fix your Wi-Fi problem? I did fix my Wi-Fi problem. I was a little bit more adamant with the Frontier people, and the Frontier people fixed the problem. It's amazing what happens when you threaten to go to Xfinity. (laughs) (laughs)
3: sterns and threatening people to grow their managers but I love that I love the energy leveraging cable (laughs) I love that love that love every single thing about that but college football I mean COVID everywhere especially in SEC I already mentioned that I think one game canceled in the Big 10 it feels like we're nearing maybe a possible shutdown just in general and a couple of conferences eventually I hope not but it looks like that's not happening. But whatever. Good week of college football last week. I mean, it, the schedule this week kind of stinks. If I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah, you know, you got four SEC games canceled. That kind of cuts into your quality of uh, of games. But in um, the Pac-12 slate is subpar too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean. We got we got some decent, some interesting ones to talk about on the pick 'em, but for I'm not sure, and I'm not sure in practice they're going to be that great of games.
3: Maybe no, not not a lot of college football playoff discussion in these games. No, no. And, and, and we're Michigan State podcast, so we're well aware that we're not talking about a college football playoff caliber team. <laughs> so it, 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 no issue there for us. But I mean, it's still big week for Michigan State. I mean, they get blown up by Iowa, but. Pick up two big recruits this week and Rashawn Benny, I believe from Oak Park and Stephon Johnson. I I don't know where he's from. He's a cornerback three star, but Rashawn Benny was a big in-state win for them.
2: Yeah. I would, and Stearns, I think you were going to say mention, add on to this too, but I mean, uh, Stefan Johnson's out of Venice in Florida. And I mean, that's and that's where um what's his name? Charles Brantley, who decommitted, I believe. Um Stearns, you might want to correct me on that one, but you well, know, he, he comes from that high school as well. And, and then Sean Benny, Sean Benny was a huge win. I mean, to get a guy yeah. at Oak park, a four-star, the highest recruit in that 21 class, like, I mean, that was a recruit that they weren't getting two years ago.
3: Well, and, and they dude, need D linemen. Just. Yeah. That's it. I don't so know. If you pair so,
2: him with guys like Jalen Hunt with a guy like Jalen Hunt, who's done a lot this year. I mean, that D line can end up being pretty good in a couple of years.
3: Yes. And I think that's, uh, as we move in the Iowa game, I mean, I, I'm not – what was the score? What did the score end up being, 49-7? to seven? Yep. Just, it, it was ugly. It was over after the first quarter, and they made pretty sure of it at the end of the first half, which is collapsing, that it was never really going to be a game. I mean, Rocky, he looked hurt almost. That's how bad he looked. And, they, I mean, they were reporting on the sidelines that he might have been banged up. I don't know what was going on there. He looked very just – He couldn't move. He looked like a statue in the pocket, which is something that's does not bode well for Michigan state because they don't exactly have the best offensive line in America, but it's, it's unfortunate for him that that was how it went in his homecoming game. And he was
0: talking all week that he was, when he came to Michigan state, he had this game circled on the calendar there, this trip to Iowa city and it certainly turned into a nightmare for him. I mean, that, he played poorly. I mean, n- not even the, if you even take out the interceptions, he was, there were guys that were open that he wasn't yeah. hitting. He was short hopping throws that he was making the week before at Michigan. It was just an overall, I think Rocky regressed back to the mean that he is um, on Saturday in Iowa City because I've been saying from the beginning that he's not going to kill you but he's not going to take you anywhere. I mean, the ceiling is low. He's a serviceable big 10 quarterback with a low ceiling. And that's exactly what he showed that he is on Saturday.
3: Uh, I, I mean, the offense kind of had, I mean, early, it looked in that first drive you're like, Oh, they're going to move the football again. And then they kind of couple mistakes, couple holding calls, a lot of mistakes and inconsistencies on the front line. I don't know. This team's super inconsistent. I would love to hear what Joe and Nate have to say about this, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer for you. At this point in the season, as someone who enjoys watching Michigan State football, it's basically like, Hey, let's see as many games as they can play and see progress from the young guys and figure out what's going to happen going forward next year. Because I've been in on Rocky and I'm not going to give up on him after one game, but he should have been benched after the first half of that game in Iowa City. And I, I and I think it was Tucker maybe sticking with Rocky because he's a leader of the team. And if he was hurt, I I, I understand some – he looked hobbled. I, he noticeably looked like he couldn't move out of the pocket like he usually can. But it you can't have a week like that at any level of the Big Ten and expect to have any shot at winning. He he just
1: wasn't good. You hit the nail on the head, Collins. That was a sloppy effort in all three phases of the game. You go from the defense not being able to really stop anybody; they got killed on those crossing routes all game. Corner give that's were terrible. I'd say give Iowa credit. They put Petrus in those high percentage situations with those short the short and intermediate passing game. And I told you guys last week that the only thing you can expect is the unexpected. And the biggest, you can't have games like that. You know, take wins, losses, whatever, out of the equation. You can't have one step forward and two steps back if you want to be a rebuilding program. I mean, everything that you did good against Michigan regressed to use the term regressed to the mean against Iowa. I mean, that was just a. I don't Is that even the mean though? Like that. uh We don't know what the mean is.
0: That's the thing that when you don't have any type of consistency and Mel hammered this home on Tuesday in his press conference, that the only way that you rebuild, and I wrote this in my column on Sunday, that the only way that you build the foundation of a rebuild is to get some type of consistency from this group. Now that when I say consistency, consistency this year is not going to equal a ton of wins. No, but you can't have a roller coaster of a performance where you play a perfect game on Saturday in Ann Arbor and then play the opposite of a perfect game. You got to find, you're not going to ever play a perfect game like you did at Michigan again, but you got to find a way to meet in the middle between the Michigan game and the Iowa game to find some type of consistency and to maintain confidence
2: in the program moving forward. Yeah, and Bach, you make a good point. I mean, at this point, and it's crazy how much can change in a week, right? We crazy. You go from that Michigan game and, You look at that and coming out of that game, people like, and I'll I'll admit, I drank the Kool-Aid too on Lombardi, on this team, all of it. I was like, oh, they could easily win. I saw this team winning four or five games after the Michigan game. But, you know, what this game last week proved to me is that we like, no one actually knows anything because it's such a weird season. That's kind of the only thing that we do know is that everything can happen and will probably happen. You know, I mean, you're seeing it. Ohio State's game got canceled against Maryland this weekend. Things are just getting even more out of hand. Um, you know, Lombardi, I mean, should have been benched the first half, like you guys said. And But the consistency, just a total lack of it, a total inconsistency from one week to the next is just amazing to me. To go like a roller coaster in three games, Rutgers an ultimate low, an ultimate high. For Tucker in beating Michigan and then an ultimate low again it's just it's incredible to me and I don't get it there's a lot of reasons you know you watch the Iowa game I rewatched like the first quarter and then I just turned it off the other day and it was I mean they just got dominated physically in that game and inexplicably I guess to me kind of after looking at how good Michigan's D and offensive line looked I guess I don't know but it's a weird game in a weird year
3: yeah i and we're not we're not gonna harp on this and talk about it for long-winded because I don't think there's a lot to talk about. Michigan State getting hammered, and I was clearly the better team, and we were all wrong. We all we all picked Michigan State to make a game with Iowa. Maybe we overreacted a little bit on the offense on Rocky Lombardi, but I mean this is a week by week thing. This this staff did not have a lot of time. There's starting to be inconsistencies. It still doesn't mean we don't get to criticize it. I mean, like Rocky Lombardi, you got to be better. Like, he, he just has to be better. I'm not going to harp on anymore. I was surprised that you didn't see anyone else in there a little bit earlier in the game. Were you guys – that's the last thing I wanted to touch on before we move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been different times to, uh, to Zach, who I was calling the game with. I'm like, why is he still in the game? I mean, you don't – you can tell if you know anything about football when a quarterback is using everything that they have to get the ball 25 yards down the field okay division one quarterbacks don't crow hop a wide open receiver on a dig coming back toward the field with a quarterback three yards behind them I mean he's missing throws that high school quarterbacks make and you saw him hobbling you saw I I don't know I mean though that was the kind of game where ideally in the third quarter you want to get Peyton Thorne and Theo Day some real playing experience I know you had you know you had Dan in the fourth quarter but or Thorne, you, you give the ball off twice, and then he runs that little bootleg and misses home wide open. I mean, he didn't really get anything. You, you don't get anything from playing three plays, but he was hurt. He was hurt, but I don't think you can put the, all the blame on him. When you're a quarterback, it's such a rhythm-based position in terms of going through your progressions, in terms of going through your reads. The moment that that gets disrupted and you don't have trouble, and you have trouble – um staying in the pocket because your offensive line can't block a nosebleed, that's what's going to happen. When they held up, and the few times that they did, you saw them throw it deep to Naylor. I mean, that was the biggest difference between the Michigan and Iowa game. You give Lombardi time, you give the receivers time to get vertical, they will do it. But the vertical passing game goes out the window when you can't hold the pocket for five seconds because the receiver can't get from the 40-yard line to the goal line in two seconds. It just fundamentally – it, it, the offense, everything that the offensive line, that was the biggest thing for me. Kevin Jarvis had a bad game. Matt Carrick had a bad game. Nick Samick had a couple of snap infractions. And then you talk about the three false start penalties on third down. You just can't have it. AJ Curry had two false start penalties on third down. I mean, the, turning third and one to third and six, I know it's base level analysis can't happen. I mean, just a fundamental breakdown on every level of the game.
3: Yeah. Eh, we'll move on from that. I mean, it's, you're right. They got beat both sides of the football. It's pretty simple. They got hammered and they didn't look good doing it, but let's move on to our SRZ awards. The SRZ in honor mission state plays Indiana this week. We'll touch on that game a little bit later as we get into the pick them SRC Nate Sudfeld, offensive player of the week, very sneaky, good bid 10 quarterback. And those Indiana teams, sneaky, not bad with Kevin Wilson, but they just never beat anyone like important. Like they would always have Michigan or Michigan State on the ropes lose. And, and, and they would get hammered by the really good team. So I uh, shout out Nate Sudfeld. Love that guy. But yeah, what uh, a name. What yeah, a I know, what a name. Dude, he's still like around in the league. He's like the third string yeah, quarterback I for know. the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout also, out Nate Sudfeld.
2: I realized this last year. He ha- holds a bunch of records in the Pinstripe Bowl.
3: Really? Yeah,
2: I realized yeah, it last year. I remember looked, that. he holds, I had, I had he holds a bunch that. of the passing passing yard records and like all of these. I look, I open yeah. up the book when we get to Yankee Stadium last year. I'm like, oh, Nate. He had
3: Portland. some in the
2: Pinstripe, huh? He had some crazy game in the 2012 Pinstripe.
0: Yes.
3: Bowl. Was Ish. Coleman there, or was it Had five
2: touchdown passes.
3: Coleman. Yeah, they, yeah. Had some, they had some guys. They had some nice guys. They just do not play any defense. But we'll start off right. with Nathan Stearns on, on the theme of Indiana quarterbacks.
1: Michael Panics. won a game, 30-50, of 50, 342 yards, three touchdowns. Him and Freifogel, man, were in sync all game. Freifogel went for 142 minutes score. Maybe Michigan is the worst secondary in the Big Ten. I don't think that's a crazy <laughs> but oh my goodness, he was good. And Michigan State's gonna have a long day. We'll talk about talk about it more in the pick em, but Panix has been one of the most impressive players in college football right now. He's balling at an all-time level. and I think it shows you that that Michigan
3: I I I can't I've we've harped on this before. That Michigan State team that beat that Indiana team with Michael Pennett, that was a very good one. Michael Pennitz is a very good quarterback. So I, I like that pitch. Eric Bach, who you got? in Book. um,
0: Huge, huge win for the Irish on Saturday night. Massive. Which is probably going to end up being the game of the year of this college football regular season. I mean, 47-40 to in double overtime in a top-five game under the lights in South Bend. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, I know no Trevor for Clemson, but uh, Oogalehy, or however you say it, played phenomenally well in his – in trevor's absence and clemson clemson was more hurt i think by the absence of their starters on defense than they were by not having trevor um and but notre dame ian book made in his in his last hurrah trying to get the irish back to the college football playoff made all the plays they needed to make and has i I think ian book is a great quarterback and is going to be an nfl player so um shout out to ian book and the irish for the biggest win of this regular season so far
3: Ian Book and, seems. Uh, to... and a, go ahead, Joe.
2: And fans rushing the field too.
3: Yeah, that was that was wild. We'll get to that. That was that was a bold move in the midst of a pandemic that's surging, but good for them. Um, shout out Ian Book because he's going to be in the NFL for eight years just as a backup quarterback, yep. and he will just make a living doing that. And I, I'm going to stick on the quarterback train. I got to go Zach Wilson for. I mean, BYU, he's. They absolutely hammered B, I mean, uh, Boise on Friday night. Th- Thursday night? Or was that Thursday or Friday? I think that was Friday. It was, it was Friday. Friday. It was
0: Friday, Friday night. Yeah. But
3: hammered them on the blue field. BYU's legit, like, really, really good. I kind of hope that they don't reschedule the non conference names this year because Michigan State will get hammered next year by BYU, even though Zach Wilson probably won't be around. Zach Wilson, sneaky, is going to be a first round pick. If I'm. I'm not the Lions, but I I think he'll be, like, a mid-first rounder. Watch out for Zach Wilson. He's a perfect guy. Like, he's basically, like, mini-Kyler Murray. They call him Mormon Manziel, but he has the same similar game to Kyler Murray, not Manziel. And lastly, Joe Dandron, who you got?
2: I also am with uh, Michael Penix. He, I mean, 30 of 50 in that game through 50 passes. And, I mean, that offense is – like that's a high powered offense. That might be the best. Well, obviously, okay, not Ohio State. That's easily the second best offense in the Big Ten, probably. And I mean, Penix, a lefty, can throw it all over the field and make plays when you need. You saw it against Penn State when he had the two point conversion to win the game. You know, the dude's electric. I, you know, I mean, he was 25 straight completions in that game last year on the homecoming game against Machine State. And he's, I don't know, you know, I, he's, he's awesome. And he's a great, great quarterback.
0: Ryan Collins is speaking on mute. Dude, I'm on this mute. Is the- yes.
3: This Sorry. is the S. This is the That was zoom, not good. Zoom, I was I was very zoom, confused. I thought guessed. my headphones went out. Okay. Headphones- Let's move on. That was not good. <laughs> that wasn't great. That wasn't great. That wasn't great. But SRC, <laughs> we we'll out move out. on to the defensive award. SRC, Ray Malaluga, Defensive Player of the Week. I'm giving mine to the MAC officials. And this, uh, this goes back to this week. Uh, and Eric Bach is one of the officials. He's got to. Those are his people. But the broken chain in the measurement oh. for the Western Michigan Toledo game last night was all time, all time.
0: I that's you can't put that on. I mean, no, you there wasn't the officials. But you can't put broken chains on the. May, yeah,
3: maybe on the chain game. How about the match chain game? It sure, was, that yeah. that was a defensive I'm, play because Western did got the stop <laughs> and. and they weren't rewarded for it, but whatever. That was a crazy game, by the way. I, I mean, the fate spike by Western Toledo, absolute show job. But that, that, that's my SRZ Ray Maluda Defensive Player of the Week.
1: Go ahead, Stearns. I went, as I normally do, with an entire defense, and I went with the entire Texas A&M defense. Any time you can hold – It doesn't matter who you're going against. Anytime you can hold an opposing power five school to three points, that's impressive. Texas A&M absolutely massacred South Carolina wins 48 to three. South Carolina had 150 total yards of offense. I mean, that is just something you don't see very often. They absolutely obliterated South Carolina in all three phases. South Carolina only pants for 100 yards. I mean, just an absolutely dominating performance. So I thought they deserved a bit of accommodation. So must champ gonna keep his job? I don't know,
0: dude. I don't know if he deserves it. Um, He's not I'm going a good coach. with no. I'm going with the Iowa defense for obvious reasons. Pick six, um, punt return touchdown, another turnover that almost was a touchdown, and just made a Michigan State offense that looked competent in week two incompetent in week three. So, Iowa Hawkeye defense for me. Joe. Joe
2: on his phone. I was looking at something, sorry. I chose uh, Riley Moss, who had the pick six. And also the Toledo defense, because yeah. they gave up that touchdown. Shout out to Toledo defense. To Western last night, so. Yeah. Yes. Not, that wasn't a defensive play, but won me some money.
3: There you go. Love to hear that. We'll move on to the SRZ Joey Joey Ellis Memorial Unit of the Week. We'll start out there, Bach.
0: Tim Lester, head coach at Western Michigan. Uh, the ingenuity, although...
1: I it think it, it was a quarterback. Smart.
0: It makes, well, you know, we're going to give him credit because Tim Lester has done a really nice job in PJ's uh, PJ's absence after he left. But um, the fact that Toledo knew that Western needed a touchdown, like a field goal was not going to do them any good. The fact that Toledo just, and then tried to blame the officials. I'm gonna, I was trying to circle this back into the officials because Toledo was like crying today that, they thought that when the referee blew his whistle to wind the clock that, th- that they were, like, somehow stopping the game, which was not true. The Referee blows his whistle to wind the clock every single time, but the only time anyone ever pays attention to it is at the end of the game when the clock matters. So if Toledo actually knew the rules, then they would know that what he was doing. And Western Michigan took advantage of Toledo's incompetence, and
3: credit Tim Lester as my S.R.Z. Joey Ellis Memorial Frame of the Week. He has done a nice job. And another guy in the match who I think is on a really nice Jim McElwain at Central oh, yeah. Michigan. They're good. And I like their quarterback. We talked about their quarterback maybe being fat. Doesn't matter. He's pretty solid. They move the football. Big game, that's I think Wednesday, Western Central play each other matching, probably on ESPN. I, I, I like it. Jim McElwain's probably gonna get a power five job after this year. I don't know where, or maybe maybe American conference, maybe a little upper. Echelon. Maybe
0: it's South Carolina.
3: Maybe. But he, he, and I didn't hate what Jim Atwain did at Florida. I really didn't. I, there was a lot. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great either. And at a place like Florida, you need to be great. I understand that. But Jim Atwain's done a really nice job at
1: Central Michigan. So I'm going to give him the Joey Ellis Memorial Unit of the Week. Go with the entire Notre Dame crowd storming. What a scene. What a scene in South Bend. I mean, unbelievable. I get it. I I I know why people are miffed. Everyone was
3: uncomfortable immediately. You're like, this is really cool, but everyone's like, should they be doing this?
1: <laughs> Toriko
3: and Dungey were talking about it too.
1: But at the same time, when you're in college, those are the moments you live for. I mean, you're gonna tell your kids and your grandkids about how you stormed the field when Notre Dame beat the number one Clemson Tigers. I mean,
0: as long as you live through it, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, if you make it and healthy, but I, I mean, I, the, it's just, so, it, it, those are the scenes that you'll have seen in college football scenes that are normal scenes that you know, those are things you just remember, you know, jumping on the goalposts and everything like that. I, I see both sides of it, but that was just something that's like yep, college kids are going to be college kids. This is what happens when you let people into a game like that. I mean, I'm sorry. You knew that was going to happen. Notre Dame won.
0: Here's a hilarious irony of the whole thing. Remember how the president of Notre Dame attended President that event at the White House when all those senior officials. I'm pretty sure it might have been the Supreme Court uh, announcement, um, and all the people, the higher up people in the White House, got COVID and the Notre Dame president wasn't was there where not wearing a mask and he got covid and he got like publicly shamed for it and then he's the guy that's calling these people out like it's like don't throw stones if you live in a glass house my man like i understand that people have to
3: well that's a lot have, of college administrators during this pandemic so well
0: right but but he is a prominent guy that went to the white house got covid and now his school is causing probably another outbreak based on what happened there. But um, I just thought that that was kind of a hilarious irony of the whole thing. The guy that got COVID from the white house, calling out his students for doing unsafe social distancing practices. The irony is rich.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, no secret. And, and I, I got to ask Joseph Danger, who even is your unit of the week? Cause I love it. I just have never heard of this guy.
2: I, so I woke up this morning, and I had a notification on my phone from the USA Today app, and the headline of the article was, meet the 300 and town quarterback who feels like the 310-pound high school quarterback who feels like Lamar Jackson, and that I was roped in from the moment I saw the headline, and I read the whole article when I woke up, and um, he is an Iowa State commit to play defensive tackle, but also starts at quarterback for his high school, Lincoln Flag, which is about 220, 220 miles from Iowa State's campus, from according to the article. So I'm assuming it's in Iowa. What a and I was just looking at it, didn't say. But he uh, has thrown for more than 3,000 yards already in his high school career, and he's still playing this year. Um, and he, he can move, and he can sling it. And he also is like a D1 recruit to play D-tackle. I just thought that was awesome. It's a really good story. If you get yes. a chance to look it up, his name's Howard Brown. I would definitely take a read. It's, uh, it's, Joe, hilarious. Joe, it's a kind of love, funny story, but
3: it's great. Joe, I love what you did with the Joey Ellis Memorial Unit of the Week. This is what this This rewar- this is what this award was made out of. People like how this Howard Brown kid. Shout out Howard yeah, shout Brown. 310-pound to- quarterback. Love to see that. Making big guys everywhere happy. But <sighs> let's move into this week of college football and take a look at the Big Ten. One canceled game is was it Maryland Ohio state, which kind of sucks because I think that was probably going to be one of the better games this week, even though I don't think Maryland tried to give Ohio state a game, but I mean, Maryland went and beat Penn state last week. So who knows Uh, this Northwestern Purdue battle of undefeated teams. I think Purdue gets Rondell Moore back. I think I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe Northwestern just yet. I'm seeing all these like quotes from fits like, this is what this program is about. It was just one down year. I think they're not bad, but like I, I'm going to hold the boat on maybe them contending in the Big Ten West.
0: Yeah. Also that game or the Purdue is, we have it at 7 30 PM, but for some reason it got changed to a five o'clock kick on Saturday. But um, that's odd. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern Purdue in the West who would have thought in week four that this would be the game that was involving the two undefeated teams. I mean, Wisconsin has been ravaged by COVID Minnesota stinks. Nebraska's not good. They, they lost a game because of Wisconsin. And I was, even though they beat Michigan state is one and two. So if Northwestern wins this game, they are securely in the driver's seat to if
3: Purdue wins this game too.
0: Either one. The winner yeah. of this game is in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. And I got to say, of all things that we thought were going to happen, that's not one of them.
3: Moving on, Penn State-Nebraska, the battle of disappointing bid programs. First one, I, met, I mean, Journey Brown, that stinks. He, his football career is yeah. cut short due to a heart condition. You hate to see that. Some of my roommates about it. It's crazy that these guys just find it out, like, now. Because, I, I mean, being in a high-level football program and a high-level – like an athlete like these guys, you would assume that maybe they'd find out to this point, but that's thoughts for Journey Brown. I hope he fi- figures out what he wants to do in his next step of life. That's stance. But Penn State, Nebraska, yikes. I I, I mean, I, I mean James Franklin, it's not like Stop Ross, where Stop Ross, I don't think his job is on the hot seat, but it's like, hey, when is this going to start cooking, dude? When are we going to start seeing some sort of progress? And Penn State is basically, is Sean Clifford good?
0: No, and Indiana broke Penn State. The fact when Penn State did not pull that game off in Bloomington in week one, then they played Ohio State. They were going to lose that game no matter how well they They played. got hammered by Maryland. And, and then they just didn't show up at home against Maryland, which, I mean, Talia Tagavailoa, baby Tua, as they say. It's good. Um, is good, but Penn State just – showed their belly and rolled right over for Maryland. I mean it was it wasn't close. No. Nope. It was I just, couldn't believe it was that never that it was never story. in question. It was never in question.
3: That's a good win for Mike Lotsley and for someone who I mean I think the hire for Mike Lotsley wasn't as flashy. But if you look I, I you would always hear SVP talk about like this is the right guy for the job because he knows the area He's, I think he's, he, I don't know if he's a Maryland alum, but he's been around the program forever. So, I mean, he has a lot of support in college parts. so good for him. Move on. Nathan Stearns, does Wisconsin beat Michigan with a ravaged COVID team?
1: I honestly i am going to take the easy out of here and say I don't know. I mean, I just – You don't should, know. You know. Tell me what you really it's think. It's in
0: the pick them later, though. It yeah, don't give me – you
3: don't have to – I mean, the spread's different than – do you, do you think Michigan has something left or do you think they're packing it up and say, okay, well, hopefully COVID
1: ends the season? I think Hardball looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. And I think he knows internally that his time's running out. And I think he knows he's on borrowed time. But by the same token, when you don't practice for two weeks and you're starting quarterbacking, plays one game and you have this stop and start, that opens the door. So I, that's going to be tough. I, 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 Still, think I think it's going to be close either way. But along with Michigan, and you know, going back to the Penn State game for a second, James Franklin's seat is burning right now. Him and Harbaugh.
3: No way. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You think yep. James Franklin's seat is burning? There's no, no way, Cerns. I I,
0: I, I don't think Collins so on this. I disagree.
3: I I get what you're saying, Cerns, That like they had big expectations, but it. I think. If this was a regular season, Sterns, and they maybe go 0-3 to start the season, maybe you'd get a little fired under the seat. But, like, COVID year, I think there's a lot of people who are like, it doesn't really matter that much. You know what I mean? Like, is uh, a, a culmination of a lot of things. James Franklin, it's just this yeah. year. This is an outlier.
2: Yeah, I would agree with Collins on that. Why, why do you say is, that, I
1: mean, a lot of these, Yeah. I... I don't know. They've just been so bad. And I mean, there's no excuse for losing to Maryland. And I mean, I I guess you're going to have to wait and see how the rest of the year goes. But I mean, between Franklin's, I I personally don't think he's that good of a coach, especially with his in-game management style. But I I don't know. I just, he doesn't have it to me. Maybe that's just more of my personal thing, but they haven't been good. But I, I also, you know, they're coming off a cotton ball win, so we'll see. Here's, my,
2: here's,
0: here's my thing. We didn't talk about – Michigan State plays Maryland next week. There is a strong possibility that game does not happen. If yeah. Maryland's – we don't know the extent of the outbreak in the Maryland program, but obviously if they thought they couldn't play this week – now, granted, Michigan State is a lot more of a friendly foe than Ohio State. So yeah. Maryland is probably like, yeah, we got a few COVID cases. We don't want to get our – we don't want to get our brains bashed in by the Buckeyes when we can give it another whirl next week when the Spartans come to town. So maybe that's the case, but um, I want to bring up something, a scenario that has now been created because Ohio state is not playing this week. Um, It was by the Twitter account at Reddit college football. Um, If Indiana beats Michigan state Saturday, Indiana plays Ohio state next week. Indiana immediately claims possible COVID issues, canceled the Ohio State game out of air quotes, safety precautions, Indiana recovers and wins, the re- wins out, beats Maryland, Wisconsin, and Purdue, then Indiana, regardless of what Ohio State does, goes to the Big Ten championship game because they're undefeated. Um, and Indiana would play Northwestern. Um, the Big Ten continues with their plan for the cross-divisional games during the conference championship week. Indiana Northwestern play for the big 10 title, Indiana wins big 10 Ohio state would play there. They're just in their scenario, Iowa. And then and now it gets a little more less believable when uh, they say that Iowa somehow beats Ohio state. Now the college football playoff committee must pick between um, Indiana and Ohio state. So, I mean, it doesn't seem that likely, but my God, it, it is a possible scenario that Ohio state could go undefeated and miss out on the big 10 championship game this year because of not playing Maryland this Saturday, even if they play the
3: rest of their games and win. It would be so funny because they would make the college football playoff too.
0: (laughs) Well, and then in their scenario, Ohio state would only play six regular season games because they wouldn't play Indiana. Um, But isn't that crazy that that could like actually happen?
3: I mean, the funny thing is that Ohio State could go undefeated, not win the Big Ten, and make the college football playoff because they would.
2: Yeah, they they probably would.
0: That's
3: what someone
2: someone someone mentioned this scenario like last night. One of my buddies goes, "He goes, you really, you think Maryland did that on purpose?" And I was just like, "What?" (laughs) I was like, "I don't know." You know, it's just a weird situation. I mean, that makes sense though. I mean, I guess, but. If Maryland
0: – here's, here's going to be the indicator. If Maryland magically recovers – and I know the Big Ten has their protocols in place, the 21-day protocols plays in place for people, that, for people that tested positive. But we'll see. If Maryland plays next week against Michigan State, we'll see how ravaged they actually were. Um, so that will be a good indicator as to whether or not they could have still played this Saturday against Ohio State.
3: Yeah, that that's a crazy scenario, but I mean, COVID college football, it's it's unlike anything we've ever seen. But let's move into yep. the pick 'em. I thought we got the records. Did, <laughs> it, does Eric Bach have the records locked in? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They're uh, are they at the bottom? i in,
0: Dandrin's oh, I'm in idiot. first place. Dandrons in first place, seventeen and seven. Stearns is in second, fifteen and nine. I'm in third, thirteen and eleven. And Collins is in last 12 and 12. So nobody's under 500. We're all 500 or better, but Dandron once again finds a dumb look. <laughs> he doesn't even think about the game at all. He just picks, throws a dart at the at the at I the mean, wall.
3: He's and unbelievable and wins. I'll say this though. So, and, I, mean, I mean Nathan Stearns and Eric Bach. I mean Nathan Stearns and Joe Dandron last week. Excuse me. Bach, did you go seven and one too? I was five and three last week, so not quite as good. Nathan Searns and Joe Dandron went seven and one last week. That's making you some money right there. I went like one and seven last week, I think. I two and six, yeah. Two and six. Not good for me. But let's move yeah. into this week's games. We got a good slate this week. Actually, not a good slate, but always when there's college Interesting football on
0: games ballon, though.
3: When there's college football on, it's a good slate to me. If there's more than like three games, that's a good slate. So first game, big time. We kind of talked about this game already earlier. Nebraska goes to Happy Valley plus three and a half noon on fs1 talk about nebraska just having to play the probably like on paper the worst two teams in the crossover
0: well this game is in lincoln not oh heavy is band. it i I'm, yes. I'm
3: just i hate myself go ahead
0: <laughs> should i go first yes uh nebraska plus three and a half um i just i don't know i'm gonna go with the huskers i picked them last week and that was one of my losses Penn yeah. state seems like a dead team walking and American. that's, I mean, that's kind of a, that's yeah. kind of a commute from happy Valley to Lincoln. That's about as far as you can go in the big 10 this year. And well, I think a sleepy noon game, 11 AM central in Lincoln has all the fixings for Penn state to be asleep. And this is Nebraska's first home game of the year. They were supposed to play Wisconsin, obviously. And that got canceled. So the first game, They've played two games at Northwestern and at Ohio State, so Nebraska's first home game in Memorial Stadium. Um, I'm going to pick the Huskers to cover
3: and win this one outright. Well, I will say this. There could be some quarterback controversy after this game or during this game because James Franklin already said that the backup for Penn State might be getting some reps for Sean Clifford this week in Lincoln. So that will be interesting. For that reason, I'm going to take Nebraska. I believe in Scott Frost. I believe in him since day one. He needs to show something. If he doesn't show something this week, I don't. I, like they need to win something. They haven't won anything since he's been there. So,
1: I, I, I'm hoping this week might be the week. I'm going to go three for three, Nebraska. I just – you got to show me something if you're Penn State. I mean, my whole motto with this whole thing is if a team doesn't look like they care, you can't pick them. I mean, what do you – they're already 0-3. Any goals that Penn State already had are out the window. You're not competing for the East. And if you get a bowl game, it ain't going to be a good one. So this, I mean, for me, I think Nebraska has more to lose. And Nebraska has looked better. I mean, no, they haven't looked great, but there's still some life left. Okay, they got whooped by Ohio State, but everybody gets whooped by Ohio State. And they were in it for a long time against a good Northwestern team who might very well run the table and win the West if Wisconsin gets another outbreak. So I'm going to go Nebraska I oh
2: man. Oh man. This is, tough. This is how he gets the,
1: us though. The Joe this is Dandert. how he gets us. Oh
3: man. The old oh man, is, that's when you know he's about to pick against the whole crew.
0: And and this is what he does. He waits until all of us pick and then goes what? against us, so he gains a game. That's how well, it that's works. Not his fault. That's, I mean, it, that's guess ex- what? exactly what he did last year. He did the exact same thing last year.
3: <laughs> okay, Nets <laughs> pick will make Danger well, we'll make, no, go no, first.
2: Make me, make me pick first the it, rest of the way. And it's we'll you, up, yeah, yeah,
3: you're not picking not first continue. the rest of the way, bucko. I'll pick, I'll pick, I'll pick, I like I'll how I said the rest the season.
2: I'll pick first the rest of the
3: season. Okay, I don't know Okay, okay,
2: no, I don't want to do that. Are you going to be on the show the rest of the season? No, it depends. My. It depends. COVID, it might not stay upright, but yeah. whatever. So, Penn State, give me Penn State. They have you. given up a lot you. of points. They've given up a lot of points, but they've scored a lot too. Nebraska hasn't done that. Give me Penn State.
3: Okay, move on. This I is this how is probably... he does it. Yeah, I, uh, this is why Joe's didn't look... get first. Joe's didn't first. I was looking at numbers. I was I, looking the... at numbers. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I, let me get into the next game and I'll set it up for you, Dandron. you'll go first. Boston College at home plus 13 and a half. Number two, Notre Dame, 330 on ABC. Probably the most interesting game nationally. Because Boston College has had a nice little year, surprisingly. Five and three at this point of the season. Joseph Dandron. I love how I'm calling you Joseph now. I'm gonna try, I'm a big Joseph guy now. Joseph Dandron, who do you like in this game?
2: Uh, I mean, it's a tough one because BC, then again, Clemson was missing Trevor Lawrence that first week. BC gave them a game, but 13 and a half points, a lot of points. I'm going to take Boston college you. Is it at Notre Dame, though?
1: No, it's at college. Boston College. At
2: Boston College. Okay, yeah. Give me Give me BC.
1: Nathan Stearns? Uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame. I mean, that was such an impressive win against Clemson. And Boston College is – I say it every week, but they're an enigma. I mean, they got their doors blown off by Virginia Tech. They lost to an inconsistent North Carolina team earlier in the year. I just – I like what – Notre Dame's doing. I think there'll be a little bit of a hangover, but they need one good quarter. You score, you have one good quarter, they pull away. I don't think 13 and a half as big as the line is. People are making an out to be in the Irish top down are a much better team than BC is. Okay.
3: Okay. I'll draw. I, I like BC this week. I, I honestly do. I this smells like a hangover game. That was one of the bigger wins for Notre Dame under Brian Kelly in a really long time. I know they've had some really big wins under Brian Kelly, but, like, that was – to be Clemson, the class of the ACC, I know Trevor Lawrence was in there, kind of puts an asterisk on it, but still, it's Clemson. To be Clemson in any scenario, it, it, like, at this point of college football war, it's like beating Bama. It, it, like, they are that type of tier of program. I think you get a little hangover this week with all the discussion, what happened with the students rushing the field. I don't know if they're completely concentrated going to this game. Give me BC plus 13 and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Collins. Um, BC gave Clemson a real scare at on Chestnut Hill a couple weeks ago. Um, and I think that Notre Dame Notre Dame is one of those teams in my opinion that plays up to their competition and down to their competition. I think the Irish are going to win, but I think BC covers 13 and a half.
3: Okay. Okay. Like well, would get move into the Pat 12. Three thirty kick. How, I, we talked about this last week? USC playing at nine o'clock local time against Arizona State. Bizarre, but I kind of liked it. But this week, USC takes on Arizona in Tucson. Arizona's getting fourteen points. Three thirty p.m. on Fox. I'll start us off. I love USC in this spot. I I don't think I, Kevin Sumlin. I've I, I always kind of liked, but him in Arizona just doesn't seem like a fit. It really doesn't, and I just don't see it with this Arizona team. Give me USC. I love Keaton Slovis. Love Slovis. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in college I, football.
2: I think Slovis is pretty good too. I didn't catch that USC game early. Also, nine a.m. Yeah, local time. Right? time. Oof. Yeah. West Coast, whatever they want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. Arizona Pacific has not time yet this year. Pacific time. I said West Coast Pacific. I said Pacific first. Whatever. USC.
3: You're taking that's USC? It. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. No explanation. Just give me
1: USC.
3: Okay. Nathan Stearns. Whatever happened
1: to and picking first the rest of the show, that went out the window. That's, Sorry, I, I,
2: I got that. too I excited.
3: If he doesn't <laughs> a if he doesn't pick at least last, that's almost like picking first. If uh, that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I I know what you mean. I but <laughs> I, I'm, USC. I mean they they had an ugly win against a Decent Arizona State team and you know, the Herm squad. So, I don't know what to think of Arizona. I, I'm just going to go – 14 and a half points is a lot of points for a team that hasn't played anybody this year. So, I'm going to go USC.
0: Well, um, not to pull a Dandron, but I have to go against the grain here. And I think you had, USC should have lost to Arizona State. I mean, it took a pretty remer- – it took a pretty miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter to uh, to pull that one off at home. And so, I think, once again, this game is in Tucson. Yes, it is. Um, Arizona's first game of the year, but it's USC's first road game of the year. I think the Trojans win, but Arizona covers 14.
3: Okay, okay. I, I love Arizona's jerseys. I love that. They have a good – I don't know what it is. They have a really well-lit field. Like every time they're on TV, the uniforms pop in Tucson. I don't know what it it's is. It's
0: because I- of the way they're – It's yeah, it's the way that their turf is. It's like some type of different turf that It pops, pops better on TV. It's true. I, I, I agree with that statement.
3: Okay. Moving to the one of the only SEC games on the schedule. Number six, Florida, minus 17 and a half. Arkansas without their coach Sam Pittman, 7 p.m. kick. Florida looked really good against Joe, Georgia.
2: Joe first. Joe I know. First. <laughs> I know. I'm just setting it
3: up. Florida looked very, very good last weekend against Georgia. Joe Dandron, what's your pick?
2: Trask is unreal, man. And Arkansas is not. So I'm going to take Florida minus 17 and a half. I, they're pretty good, man. And I think they can make I like the that. Playoff. Yeah, they can move. But maybe you, some things need to go their way. So I don't know. It's tough. You got to beat Bama to get in, I think, if you're another SEC team, maybe, whatever. But.
3: I'm going to take Florida. I think they're the driver's seat in the East right now. I believe yeah. no, they be Georgia they are. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. I mean, they're gonna have the opportunity to make back that Texas AM loss, which they should have won. They blew that game. Yeah. And Kyle field. Uh, I really like Florida. I'm going to take 17 and a half and Arkansas without their head coach. I, I mean, especially in a new regime, I feel like that's kind of tough. If you don't have that built up capital with your assistant coaches, I'm going to do Give me Florida minus 17 and a half.
1: Go. This is going to be the Gators. I mean, yeah. Pitt was sensational. Again, you know, I said Stetson Bennett was going to not have a good game, and he didn't. And for this is easy for me, especially picking against the perennial dumpster fire that is the Arkansas football program. Well,
3: Arkansas is not that bad this year. They, Sam Pittman's done a really nice job with that program.
1: Yes, he has.
0: And I really want to pick Arkansas just to be the contrarian once again, but I can't. I can't – I, I feel so much more confident in Arizona covering against USC than I do against, in Arkansas covering against Florida. So I'm going to have to stick with you guys and go and make it a clean sweep for the Gators.
3: Move back into the ACC. Number nine, Miami, getting two and a half at Vatek. Yeah, crazy. After,
0: I was sh- I was shocked when I saw that line.
3: After Vatek lost to Liberty, who is ranked, and Hugh Freeze has done a really nice job with that Liberty program – that smells like a rat. Stadium. It, it it smells like a rat line if I've ever heard one. Show Dandron.
2: man. Well, Liberty also good football team. Them and Coastal Carolina, man. If those two teams could win a pretty good bowl game, but Miami, it's plus to a two and a half point underdog. Correct. That seems kind. Of, that uh, yeah, that seems which uh, yeah, I'm seeing that. Whatever. That seems kind of odd to me. They do have a good kicker and they got a good quarterback, and so I like them being able to. You know, win by three. So I'm going to take something like taco
3: from the league. I love kickers. Just Dangren loves a good kicker. But uh, I we'll go to Stearns. I, I I haven't made my mind up about this pick yet.
1: Miami. This is this isn't a hard pick for me. Virginia Tech lost to Wake Forest earlier in the year, and Miami isn't anything special. But I mean, King's been very good for them, and by and large, by and large, they've looked good. They tripped up against Clemson, but. By and large, they played well. They beat who you have to beat. So, one, well, give me Miami.
0: Yeah, I think Miami. Miami wins, but it's close. So that means they cover two and a half. But I think this is going to be a competitive football game right to the end. But I think that the the Canes come through. So I'm also going to stick with Miami.
3: This is just a Vegas no spec. The line doesn't make any sense. I'm taking Votak. I, I I went okay. back and forth. And that's what this is one of those things though, where Miami could win by twenty-five pretty easily, like that a scenario, like that could happen. But this is one of those games where a fagus insider's got some scoop or something about maybe someone being hurt on Miami, or is, I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here. I'm taking Bob tech. That's game back in the Big Ten. Mentioned it a little bit earlier. Asked you Stearns. Now you can give me the full answer. Number thirteen, Wisconsin, Lane four and a half at the Big House. 7.30 on ABC against the Michigan Wolverines. Am I – I was going to say – I need Cerns to answer this first because I asked him earlier. Okay. Just he want not give me a definitive answer?
1: Oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to pick Michigan to cover. Uh, I think oh. Oh. Uh, I, I – look, I know Michigan is – I know Michigan is playing bad. Believe me, I know. I, I know better than anybody. But – I don't know where Wisconsin's at right now. It's the interruptions, and it's the co- the whole COVID situation that worries the heck out of me. I mean, it, it, there's no continuity. You play one game, it's interrupted. You play another game. You can't build any rhythm. You you really can't. So I'm against my better judgment. I'm going to pick Michigan. Okay. Okay. I'm uh... going
0: to go. I'll go. I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Wisconsin only because of what Rocky Lombardi did to Michigan. Yeah, there is no Michael. I mean, we saw what a Pets better quarterback to than Rocky Lombardi did to to Michigan, and even though Graham Mertz is going to be able to play,
3: it's he's right? up in the air. But it sounds like he's going to play.
0: But he's has cleared by Saturday. He'll have cleared his 21 day protocol,
3: correct? I believe yes.
1: So he's on track to it, play.
0: So if Graham Mertz plays, I mean, I'm picking Wisconsin either way, but if Graham Mertz plays, I'm going to be a lot more confident in that pick. I think it's a decent football game, but I think that Wisconsin can win by a touchdown in the big house. Um, So I think I'm going to go Badgers. I'm
3: going to take the Michigan Wolverines here, and I don't know why, but I just said it'll be a mucky, ugly game. I think Wisconsin will be sloppy, and they'll eventually pull it out, but they win by a field goal. and. Wisconsin, like they, if you watch that Illinois Wisconsin game week one, Mertz was really good, but not a lot of those were deep shots. The only two deep shots he threw were literally guys just wide open and major coverage breakdowns. And that could happen against Michigan, but that's just not Wisconsin's offensive identity to spread you out. So I think that does help Michigan a little bit. I don't know if Wisconsin adjusts to spread Michigan's weaknesses, but I, I, I think it'll be a tight ball game. I think Wisconsin wins by a field goal, but Michigan covers.
2: Man, okay. So this one Wisconsin, like you guys said, is just so unproven. But you know, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a flyer on this one. I'm gonna go I'm gonna kick, pick Michigan to cover. I like Michigan here. Ooh, really. I'm alone here. I like I, that.
0: I I like I Milton. like that I'm alone. I like that I'm alone Mil- because Mil- I'm gonna pick up a game on all
3: you fools this week. Probably, but Mil- I like it. made
2: some Millen made some bad, like so a couple of those interceptions were like bad throws last week. I mean, you know that Indiana team's good, like we said, yeah. but I mean, I, but I mean, he can sling it, and they could. I think they could stay in this game. I think Wisconsin's going to look a lot different than they did Week One. Okay, I, no I don't more know.
0: Will I die on the hill of the Michigan Wolverines screwing me over in this pick'em? Yeah, so they have not. If, been. If they do screw me over this year, it's because they're going to play well, not because they're going to play bad.
3: And They've not also, been good to us in the SRZ pickup. They have not been no. good to us.
0: Every time but, we need them to do something, they don't. You got to go back to Northwestern Purdue, too, Collins. Do I?
3: Yeah. I stipped it. Do.
2: Yes. Yes, you
3: did. <laughs> I stipped it. I'm sorry. Number 23. Wow. Northwestern's ranked minus three in West Lafayette. 5 p.m. kick on BTN. I'll start us off. Give me Jeff Rahm and the boys. I love me some Purdue Boilermaker football. I think Rondell is is back this week too. I think. So I I like Purdue.
0: Joe Dandron, go.
3: (laughs) I am going
2: to go with – okay, okay. Jeez, man. Get off me.
3: There's a lot of tension with Joe Dandron being good at the pit drum.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, because it's completely just, you know, like many things, it's very
3: unexplainable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: dumb luck. As I, me and Bach were talking about something gambling earlier this morning, I fall victim to dumb luck more often than not. So, <laughs> North, yeah, Northwestern—they're ranked. You know, it's simple. Purdue is not. Purdue, though, David Bell—even without Rondale Moore, David Bell has had beast. It, it, he is damn good. So he's a pro. But Northwestern, whenever they got a quarterback, they can they win games. And they—I mean, last year that was the problem. This year they got Peyton Ramsey, and they're a lot better of a football team i like northwestern here to cover three i am i'm with
0: you collins i love purdue in this spot um i think that um if Rondell comes back something about uh ross aid stadium in west lafayette weird things happen there i mean you look at the ohio it's State a shame beth moans is ago.
3: not calling this game it's a shame she's not calling this game i love so Beth i just
0: I feel like Northwestern has been playing with fire a little bit the past couple of weeks, and I think that they finally get burned this week. Um, give me the Boilermakers outright.
3: Love it. I love that pick, Eric. Thank you. In
1: the, in the bowels of my stomach, I'm also going to go with Purdue here. I... Ooh. <laughs> the <laughs> bowels, of, the your stomach. bowels. In the <laughs> of your stomach.
2: Your stomach <laughs> is bowels,
1: Stearns. Exactly. See? <laughs> I... We. Joe Ramsey's not been that good. I mean, he's been okay. To say they finally have a quarterback isn't exactly three t- I mean, last year they, you know, were the dumpster fire, that is. And it just, this is such a, this is one of those weird Brown games where you think he's going to do, where he's going to crap the bad and he ends up doing good. I'm going to go with Purdue. Not a lot of analysis on my part. I just, it, it's a feeling in the bowels of my stomach.
3: We move on to the game in East Lansing this week. Number 10, Indiana, comes in to Spartan Stadium. Minus seven are the Indiana Hoosiers. MSU noon kick on ABC. Michigan State re- repping the George Perlis-era helmets. Not with the Kelly Green, but the same style. With the, get the block Blackout. S. The block S, the number on the left side of the helmet. It it, it, it Fire. Absolutely fire helmet. I love it. But I, I'll start us off right now. Um, Michigan State plus seven. I don't get this line. I feel like Indiana should have a much better opportunity, like much bigger line. Like Michigan State is not seven points worse than Indiana. I think they're like 10 or 12. Like the Indiana's proven some things early in the season. I'm going to take Indiana minus seven. I, and, and minus. I, hate it. I, I Yeah, minus seven with the points. i The line is so weird, though, which I could see Michigan State maybe covering, but I I can't justify it. I think Indiana's just way better of a football team.
2: Not going to happen. The line opened, I thought, and I stand by this. I swear to God, this is what I saw. I thought it opened at 9.5. Michigan State plus 9.5. And And I don't... Michigan State is going to lose by double digits. Then again, I said they would lose by three scores against Michigan on the road. No fans, doesn't matter, whatever. But I'm going to take Indiana here to cover seven and probably, I mean, I would take them to cover nine and a half too. I think Indiana is a very good football team and they're a much better one than Michigan state right now. Well, they like, got a quarterback.
3: How How is Michigan state to score points if we saw what we saw last week? And that's like the only redeeming thing about this Michigan state team. The first two weeks is that they can move the football. So yeah. like, and Nate, Nate, I don't know what your opinion is on that. I don't think they're going to be able to move the football more efficiently against Indiana than they get against Iowa.
1: No, I'm going Indiana. This is, I don't want to say this is probably the easiest pick, but it is. I just, frankly, Indiana's the second best team in the East right now, and they're maybe the second or third best team overall in the Big Ten. Seven's not a big line. I mean, if this was a 14 or 21 point line, I would definitely reconsider, but I think they play better. Don't get me wrong, they're not going to lose by 35. Again, I think they play better. It's a home game. But, man, Indiana looked good against a better Rockers team and against Michigan. And they, you know, say what you want, they beat a Penn State team who coming into week one wasn't, you know, didn't play like they didn't have anything to play for. Everything was still in front of them. You know, I completely agree with the assertion that Eric made that that broke them. That game utterly destroyed them because it, that, you just can't lose a game like that. And I think Indiana's maybe between 14 and 21 points better than MSU. And Panix is the best quarterback that you have or that MSU's played so far. And MSU secondary has looked suspect quite a bit, you know, especially if Angelo Gross has one out there again. And if Trey Person continues to see the field. So I'm gonna <laughs> I, to Nathan
3: Serves and Trey Person, best friends.
2: Yeah, you guys probably would get along super well,
3: huh? Yes. <laughs> Eric, I, I, we had some technology issues. Eric is back. Eric is back. Can you so- hear me? Yes, yeah, so we can, yes, hear, we you, can hear, hear you. Hear you know. beautifully. G- give Thank me, you. give me us your pick for this Michigan State Indiana game. Um, I think that this is going
0: to be. I I went on the Who's uh, Your Network football podcast a couple days ago. Shout out Indiana Student Radio.
3: Not a big deal. I,
0: we picked. We picked this game, and I'm going to say the same thing here as I said there. Is I think that this is a close football game into the fourth quarter, and Indiana gets a late score to pull away and cover seven. So I think that this is a competitive football game, but I still think that the Hoosiers cover seven.
3: Okay. I like it a little bit deeper into this game because we didn't really discuss it that much earlier in the show. What does Michigan States, I, not to say what does Michigan States defense have to do to conti- contain this Indiana offense? Because I don't think they're going to be able to like, if Indiana spreads it out, I think Michigan States done for. I think Michigan State can play teams in a box every once in a while, but that D-line didn't necessarily look very good against Iowa. Iowa ran the ball at Will last weekend. Although well, you got to
1: remember, too, when Petrus was dropping back, they getting the ball out in two seconds. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't watch the pass or if you're getting the ball out like that, like getting split. And mind you, they did all this without Smith-Marset. I mean, it was just an ensemble of Iowa players that beat Michigan State. So – First and foremost, you can't get beat on the crossing routes, but for the love of God, Hazleton needs to play some press coverage. I hate the soft zone. I really do. Like, it drives me crazy. I hate giving receivers four yards of real estate because by the time you throw the ball and they catch it, they've already gotten four or five yards. It absolutely drives me nuts. But do you trust the secondary to play press? Because you need a good secondary to play press. I think you got to try it. I mean, I think, you know, that, that factors right into the male identity of we're going to be more physical than you. We're going to punch you in the mouth right at the line of scrimmage instead of, you know, walking through a pasture, your lot, a lot, a lot, let me give you five, ten yards every bloody time. And then before you know it, it's a, been a five-minute drive and you're at the five-yard line. I mean, I, I know what you mean, but by the same token, yeah, I, I, I think you got to try it. We haven't seen it yet, and we've seen this Michigan State secondary get gashed.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on this, but, I mean, the, Rocky's got to be better. He's got to be better this week. And if he's hurt again, I hope they decide to the go to Theo Day or Payne Thorne a little bit. Because and, – and I, if you're a Michigan State fan, you don't want to hear this, but if it gets ugly again like it did in Iowa City, you would like to see a younger quarterback get some reps in. Just saying.
0: Can I ask, did, did anyone pick Michigan State? Nope. Oh, everyone was on Indiana.
3: Yes. Gotcha. Wow, the, that's... The, 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 we are a very reactionary bunch here on the Spartan Retro <laughs> Podcast. We certainly are.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
3: One week, one week sways us. We we don't have. I, I'm not a big pitcher guy. I don't know about you guys, but that's just not me.
2: Well, I think <laughs> we can probably both attest that I am not that either. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but oh, just being girl. honest. Yes, but for I mean for that we. I, we're gonna say goodbye, but first I need Eric Bach and Nathan Searns, the plug because they're back on yep. the air this week at we are noon from the stadium. We from think. the stadium, yeah. big time. There you go. Actually, uh,
0: the we I just came came to my par- apartment from testing the equipment at the Impact eighty nine FM studios. Everything as of now is working perfectly. The new love to hear new it. Comrex equipment. Um, eleven thirty a.m. I'm about to as soon as. As soon as I hop off this Zoom, I'm going to hop on another Zoom with the Hoosier Network guys because we're recording a segment for our pregame show on Saturday. Him and I Love are, it. so um, it'll be it'll be great. Um, so 11:30 a.m. Saturday morning, Stearns and I and Ian Gilmore are on the air, and we'll bring you the game at noon. Kickoff, Do- I believe, is 12:06. If I read the press release right, 12:06. Yep.
3: WDBN 89 FM. Yes. in the Lansing area, or listen live across the state on our website. And also, check out Joe Dandron. Joe's trying to get some love, but Joe, we all know you do good hey, stuff at State News. I'll give you the plug. <laughs> we all know you're doing great, but yeah, check out Joe's columns. Hey, column, news at column the state coming news. Sunday.
2: It'll be in print Tuesday. Next print Tuesday? Tuesday? So. Okay. Yeah, so it won't be up until Tuesday. Check out the column that next Tuesday
3: on the Indian jo- game. Joe, do they have like the old school like newspaper photos for you guys at the State News? Like, yeah, that they put for like the columnists, like they do for Wojo or any of those? That, yes. Like, they do?
2: My little, a little circle with my face. How do you,
3: do yeah. you look good? Is it your Twitter picture? It is, yes. You look great look, in that picture, so I love it. Yeah, you know what? Sorry, I love come it. Come on. You look very <laughs> professional. But, yeah. Yeah. right. Keep, keep us locked in. You want, listen to our website and read our website. We'll have some written content after the as well. But for that, for Ryan Collins, Nathan sterns Joe Danger, and Eric Bob, thank you for listening to Spartan Red Zone. We'll see you guys next week.